0: Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. Edward Jones Financial Advisors Todd Nash in Coralville, Travis Whitmore in North Liberty, and Jeff Rudolph, Kelly Barta, Adela Hunter, and Scott McGill in Iowa City understand this. For all of your investment needs, visit edwardjones.com or call and stop by an office. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome back to the Seven Nation podcast here on Your Prep Sports. A lot going on uh, right now uh, in the area and around the state of Iowa. Uh, we are joined, as always, by uh, this today the somewhat ailing Ryan Merkin. He has got. He thinks he's got a cold. It could be allergies. At, at any rate, if he doesn't sound his normal self today, that's the reason why. We, can you make it through this, Ryan? Do you need a lozenger or some honey and no, tea?
1: I'm fine. It's just been in the last, like, in the last hour today. I just I don't want workout. people
0: to be concerned about you if they're like, oh, no, Mercant's sick. And then they no. see you out at the game and they're, you know, they're holding up the, hey, stay away.
1: Like, yeah, if I, <laughs> if I, if these, I'm, I'm, I think it's allergies, um, which is, which I I deal with a lot. That's not. That, I'm not that person that every time they get sick, they're just like, oh, it's allergies. I, <laughs> I've dealt with that a lot since I was a kid. So I think that's what it is. Um, I don't know. I got into something uh, yesterday or today. But other than that, I'm fine. I don't have a temperature. And I feel really good. I just have – I just keep sneezing. So
0: It's going to take more than that to slow down Ryan, Burke. And I have allergies to seasonal stuff mostly in the spring and the fall. and um, yeah, I don't think people tuned in to hear about our ailing oldness, though. So, um, I hope not. <laughs> we talked about this last week, Ryan. We're going to have two podcasts this week, um, as we did during the football season uh, when we had a lot of you know volleyball and other cross-country and other sports, and it was tough to jam everything into one podcast. So the plan right now is to uh, make this a basketball podcast as the girls – Have entered the postseason. The boys are starting to trend that way. We have one boys' team playing this week in the postseason, and the rest will pick up next week. Um, And then the other really big event happening this week is is state wrestling, and we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. And we're recording this on Tuesday, February the sixteenth, at about eleven fifteen a.m. And Wednesday the seventeenth, we'll preview the state wrestling tournament, and then next week we'll come back catch you up on basketball, review the state wrestling tournament. So we'll try to break those up a little bit so we're not jamming too much information into one podcast yeah. and giving you a three hour podcast because nobody needs that.
1: And Rob and I we, we <laughs> talked about this on the air last week and then we talked about it off a little bit how we were going to do this. And you know, I I kind of wrote down some stuff. It's like we could do probably like four <laughs> four <laughs> I mean we really could, but this is what this is one of those times a year which where where there's just so much going on um and again broken record i say this all the time but we have all these events and, and our teams just always do well i mean you know we had west high was third at the state swimming meet uh city high had a really good a really good performance they were right there too so we had swimming last week which we have um you know stories on both those teams up on on your prep sports but we had that And then, you know, maybe we'll
0: we'll hit on the swimming a little bit tomorrow with the wrestling podcast and just don't dedicate this one more to basketball. So the swimming folks that are listening, we'll hit you tomorrow on the Wednesday podcast.
1: But we, you know, and then we've got so many good kids in wrestling and so many basketball teams, which we'll get into now that are that are real, you know, that have a chance to make real postseason runs. So, yeah, we had to break it down into at least two and probably could have gone further than that, depending on how in depth we wanted to get. Right, Rob?
0: Yes, and before we jump into uh, the postseason, Ryan, I wanted to kind of give a shout-out. You can shout-out kind of which teams in the area maybe won division titles, um, you know, conference. I, I guess there weren't as many conference championships and stuff this year, and there were. Pro- it was probably uneven, I would imagine, just because of cancellations and things, that games that weren't able to be made up.
1: Yeah, and, and they were – There were a lot of leagues were doing it a little bit differently this year. Um, You know, the River Valley, traditionally you play everybody on your side, home and home and everybody on the opposite side once. And then they do, you know, they, then all those games count. Um, And this year they were doing, they were just counting, you know, the games against your division opponents, but either way you slice it, you know, uh, West Branch boys and girls both won South division titles, um, which is, you know, back-to-back years for both those teams. Uh, And then the WAMAC I I think, was doing it where they were kind of doing both, where they were having, you know, uh, East and West champion and then also having an overall champ. Uh, And Solon and Clear Creek girls shared the overall championship. They were both 14-3. I I guess um, Clear Creek won another game um, against West Delaware after they beat Center Point last Thursday. So they were actually, uh, what would that be? 15 and three. Um, but, you know, I think that, I think officially, or, or I, I, I shouldn't say officially, cause I don't know this year, like everybody's kind of done. Unofficially, differently, official. but unofficially, officially, I think those two shared the, the overall. Um, Solon boys, um, you know, also one, one, they only have one Walmack loss. So so they're going to win that. And then, um, and, and then, well, I shouldn't say that cause I think, I think they have, have a game tonight at CPU and, and Clear Creek plays tonight as well. Boys. But they they could both. Uh I think Clear Creek boys, if I'm not mistaken, have, have locked up the west. Um, and I think Solon boys have locked up the east and and can. I don't have that in front of me. I was just working on it last night, actually, and I don't have it in front of me, Rob. But um, so yeah, so and then the valley is still going as well. Um, and that one, that's one where that's the one that's really uneven, like Rob said. I mean, you know, our, our teams in that. West and City, especially that we're going to be definitely in the hunt to win divisional titles. There um, are down games, you know, that now aren't going to be made up because they start the postseason, you know, next week. Or I think the I think the opening round games in those in those brackets are tonight or tomorrow. So um, tomorrow. But uh, here's
0: here's my suggestion. So. The fact that these schools all made it through the season. Give them all yeah. a trophy just for making yeah. it through the season. Like, yeah. I mean, I have jokingly, but yeah, I'm just impressed. Cause I, we've talked about it, Ryan, at the beginning, you know, we went through football and they got through that season and we were like, well, we'll see what happens when they go indoors. And, right. Uh, you know, they've made it through.
1: Yeah. they have. And, and again, you can't commend kids. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of kids still, even as far as we are into this, and we talked about this, you know, with last spring and everything, but a lot of these kids have, you know, sacrifice things that they normally do. You know, whether it's spending time with friends or, and we talked about this in the summer too, a lot of those coaches were like, hey, you know, keep your circle pretty tight and, and stay around people and try to avoid as many, you know, as many of those situations as you can. And, and kids have done a pretty good job of that. You know, all of our teams are, you know, did a good job of getting, I think, City Girls, I looked yesterday, I think had 13 games in, which I think is the fewest for a basketball team. Actually, there might be a boys team, um, the West boys might have had less than that, but, but, you know, they these teams did a good job. You're right, Rob, um, and, and you have to commend them for that.
0: And I guess before we dive into the girls, Ryan, let's just, um, we'll, we'll talk about, well, we'll, we'll talk about the boys. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to the boys at the end of this thing, we will, where this is going to be mostly a girls basketball podcast because they're essentially they're in it. Yeah, they're in. They're a week ahead of the boys, obviously, because they're staggered tournaments. Yeah. So, um, have we had any? No, we haven't had any teams play yet in the postseason, have we?
1: Yeah. Solon, girls Solum, play Saturday. Play Saturday yep. okay. <laughs> um, so, as we, we joked last week about what you call it. Girls is easy. These are all regionals. Everything's a regional. But what, what gets me every year is um, the brackets are all – and it makes sense. There's more – there's not the same number of teams in every class. So this isn't, this isn't rocket science. You know, you have 48 teams or whatever it is, the 48 largest schools in 5A and, and so forth. But the brackets for every class are just slightly different where, you, you know, with players,
0: two – playing games.
1: Yeah, we talked about that last week. With 2A, <laughs> if, if you pull up a 2A bracket, <laughs> you know, you have that first four playing and then well, you get is into is that an,
0: called a playing game or a pigtail?
1: I – See, I always just call it the opening round, or, or like the bunny bracket. You know, I think a lot of coaches do call it like a play-in game because then you get to a, you know, like in I'm looking at Regina and West Branch's bracket now. Now they're at the bracket where now you have an 18 bracket, right? right. It, but those quarterfinals are tonight, and in you know in 4A and 5A or in 4A you have two teams with buys, you have two teams that play those first four. But then semifinals, you know what I mean? So then you get you play those first two games to get to a four-team, a four-team bracket, essentially, you know, to get to the semifinals. And then in 5A, you have one team with a bye, you have one of those opening round games, which is tomorrow, and that gets you to a four, you know, to, to the semifinal situation with four teams left. All the brackets are a little bit different. The only class that just starts, no that everybody plays the same amount of games, is three A. And what messes me up all the time is who plays on what nights. That's what I have to constantly check. Yeah. Well, 3A started in, in, in opening round games and those, whatever you want to call them, the playing games, the first four. You know, think the NCA tournament in Dayton on that or Monday and Tuesday of that week or Tuesday and Wednesday that week, but those games in 1A and 2A. And then the quarterfinals in 3A were on Saturday. So 3A brackets are already down to a final four and they play tomorrow night. And then they play again on Saturday, so we'll have, you know, eight teams that we know are going to this, going to state in 3A on Saturday. So it just kind of the way my brain works. I'm I'm always a little bit behind on on 3A because because they're ahead. If that makes sense, you yeah. know, the regional finals for their other classes aren't until the weekend, until you know Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is of the next week. So I'm always a little bit behind on that. But Solon played on. On Saturday, and I was there, and they looked really good. Um, They looked like you would expect a team that has aspirations to to play for a state champion or play for a state tournament berth. Um, And they have a they're going to have a really challenging next two games if they play two more games. But you know, it starts tomorrow night with Monticello. But
0: let's start there, Ryan. Okay, since since you're going there anyway, Um, Solon uh, defeated Tipton seventy-five to thirty-nine. Uh, in the first game, uh, Monticello defeated Comanche 58 to 21. So neither team had a competitive first game, uh, and they will meet tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at Solon High School. Each team, at least according to uh, Varsity Bound, is 16 and five. This is kind of what you expect at this point of the tournament, I would think. Absolutely.
1: And like I was saying, these are these are those true eighteen brackets. If you go up and down, most of them. There's, I mean, this this bracket, um, and Rob probably has it in front of me for the people that want to.
0: Yeah, the top pull is so up and look. It's uh, region <laughs> seven. If you want, if you want to look at it, but and, and an assumption is in now the semifinals at six and eleven, and we've talked yeah. about that. too. Yeah. that's another. Kind of layer to this that right. is, is not always what it, what, it, what it appears like record wise
1: well, and that's what I was going to say you know it's, it's really nice on the I, I always say quick set um, varsity boundary whatever it is you can go under brackets and, and look at all these and the records are updated and everything and to my point if you click through the brackets one through eight um, and look at these matchups you know the semifinal matchups in each in each region they're really good these these semifinals should be really good. Yeah, there's probably a you know a one four game or whatever um, that might be a little bit lopsided, but most of these brackets, these semifinals are are going to be real deal games. And uh, this bracket, you know, Monticello's fifteen; they've won six in a row. Solon's twelve. Center points ten. So this is one of those brackets where they're kind of trying to pair up. You know, it would be like the eight nine seed game in a in a tournament, basically for right. for who that. Who that you know is, is hypothetically going to be like the eight or the nine at the state tournament, and so that's why you see so much balance in this one. I think with with Monticello as the three seed, but like Rob said, you look at it and it's kind of like one of these things is not like the other. With assumption at six and eleven, just just forget about that because if you go but watch that, so game, they're not
0: ranked, right? I would assume no,
1: no, and and it's again it, it comes back to this whole thing. What do you do with those teams? Yeah. You know, how do you compare that? Um, you know to a Monticello team and i 'm not taking anything away from monticello i i i 've seen them they're very good, but you know a Monticello team that 's played predominantly two a competition versus an assumption team that 's played predominantly five a competition um they 're very good. that will be a good game too. I fully anticipate that cpu some assumption game to come down to the wire but um Solon, this is a big opportunity for them, regardless of what happens, you know if they would win this in the regional final. this is you know kind of that that next step for the program to take, um, a young program that I think most people have pegged as being really competitive these next couple years. Um, it's a really big opportunity for them. And I, from talking to their players and, and coach Jamie Smith on Saturday, I think that's how they see it. I don't think they feel a lot of pressure, you know, I mean, I think they see it as a big opportunity, you know, coach Smith was just kind of, you know, we get a chance to play a game, to go to that regional final, which is what everybody wants. It's at home. You know, what more could you want? But if you're looking for something to watch in that game, um, and it's not rocket science at all, but Monticello is going to play a lot of zone, uh, a lot of zone. And at times they'll probably really pack it in. And, you know, I mean, Rob, you watch enough basketball. Anybody that's listening to this has probably watched enough basketball. When you play a zone or when you play against a team that plays predominantly zone, there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, You can't – you still have to attack the basket. I'm sure Solon's talked this week. A big key for me, I think, is Monticello gives up low 30s on average. Solon's got to get something in transition. You can't play a whole half-court game against them. Um, And Solon's kind of a team that that can get out and go and play in transition. And that starts with getting stops, whether you're defensive rebounding or you're getting steals. But they're going to have to get stops on defense. Not just, obviously, to stop them from scoring, but to create some transition opportunities. And then, you're again, you can't rely on jump shots. That's, that's what they want you to do, especially three-pointers. But when you play a team that's predominantly going to zone you, you're going to have to make some perimeter shots. You're just – I mean, you're just going to have to make perimeter shots, and you can't be timid about taking perimeter shots if you, if you
0: miss a couple. I was never timid. I'd just chuck it up. oh you're playing zone here we go bombs away and 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 that's the thing is I say that and and most coaches
1: say oh you know our kids aren't gonna be well you know you might get two three wide open looks in the first half and and miss all of them and then it becomes like oh you know do I do I want to take this next wide open look if that's what I get and you know you need to have the right kids taking shots but you know someone was seven for 24 um from three against Tipton and I mean and they had I'm looking at it, seven different kids take one, um, you know, and a couple, a couple of those were were kind of late in the game and stuff, but I think they're going to have to hit, you know, seven, eight, three-pointers, you know, and maybe just to kind of create some opportunities that that make them guard a little bit differently that creates opportunity. Not not get out of the zone, but,
0: but you Most know, kind zones of. zones have be, soft spots, too, yes. whether it be in, And the more you can force the line area or the wings or the corners, the you know, zones if ball movement is the key to that. And then also there's there are opportunities to offensive rebound when you're playing against a zone. That so second chance points could be, you know, absolutely. Especially in the
1: high school game, teams oftentimes struggle to rebound out of that. You know, you you have to rebound to space um, instead of you know just just blocking out a person. But Rob, you said it well, and, and the thing is is hitting shots especially hitting shots early, you can see a team that comes out in zone, you can see it go one of two ways. You can see it get extended more, which makes those soft spots bigger. And that's usually what happens when you hit shots and not just when you hit shots, but more kids hit shots. If you have one kid that hit shots, you know you, you can kind of extend it that way yep. and leave some other soft spots in other areas. And if you're not worried about kids, if they can, and, and Solon does have multiple kids that can, that can um, stress a zone and hit shots. But you can see it go the other way, too. If they're over first stretch of time, if they don't come out not shooting well, you see that zone go the other way, and it gets tighter. And then those spots get smaller, and it becomes, hey, this is the way you're going to have to beat us. Um, so it'll be a good game. I'm not, Monticello is very good. Like I said, they've won, I think, six or eight in a row. And, and during that stretch, they beat Benton Community, uh, who played a really good game with Solon. They beat Regina in that stretch. They beat Cascade in that stretch. Um, so they've beaten good teams during that stretch. And, and then um, I think they beat another beat another ranked team in there. I oh, they beat West Liberty uh, in that stretch also, who's a, who's a ranked 3A team. So they're really good. You know, almost all their losses. I think they lost to Bellevue, who's a top 10 team in 2A, and Makokita Valley and, and West Branch. So they're a good team. Um, and that's going to be a really good semifinal test for someone. I think that's, the, that's probably the game of the night. Um, tomorrow, and maybe even in that, you know, throughout that bracket. Although, like I said, it's no foregone conclusion that, that the winner of that gets CPU. Uh, CPU is very good. Saw them play against Clear Creek last week at full strength. I like their group. They expect to win. They're really well coached. But assumption, <laughs> Assumption's been in the spot before where they've come into these games 500 or sub-500. Their, their kids know now that the schedule, at least – this is going to sound bad. I know that they're that the way they approach it is, hey, we get to the postseason and the schedule actually lightens up for you guys. You know, I mean, you know that's what they're kind of being told is like, hey, we're not these are these are teams in our own class. You know, we're not we're not punching up a weight right now, um, so they're going to be confident, and that's that's one to keep an eye on too. Uh, I think they beat Makoka by like thirteen um, in the opening round game, which I thought would be a really good game because Makoka was playing pretty well, so. Um, this is a fun region, Region 7. Um, you know, I think this will be two really well, two really evenly contested semifinals, and then which should lead to a great final, whoever it is, you know, um, which of those are Saturday. So keep an eye on that.
0: It's kind of cool for an old-timer like myself to see someone girls basketball kind of get back, you know. Yeah. When I was working at the Press Citizen late 90s, early 2000s, when they had Lindsay Meter.
1: They really uh, had they played at
0: Iowa. Katie Miller ended up going on, I think, the UNI. They won state championship. Ed Hansen just had it rolling. They were they were good every year. And they played up. I remember them playing, I think they played Dowling with Jenny Lillis at one point. Yeah. You know, so I mean and then you see Callie Levine, who kind of reminds me a little bit of Lindsay Meter at you know, at a at a young age, just somebody who's really, really developed at a young age. And Lindsay came into high school really developed, baby faced assassin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be good for a while they bring a lot back from this team uh, I mean I think they bring all five starters back in fact they they do bring all five starters. they're young now um and Callie's a huge piece of that I mean she's you know kind of kind of the key to everything they do but they bring everybody back next year and then when you have her for a couple more years and um Coach Smith is just kind of getting that program going It it reminds me a little bit honestly of what um in a different type of a way with a, with a player like that, but what PJ Sweeney kind of did program wide at Clear Creek, um, you know, kind of came in and they got better and they got better. And now, you know, talking to coach Sweeney the other day when I was over there on Thursday, their lower level teams this year lost one game. Um, So, I mean, they were like as a program, you know, and I think their varsity is 17 and four and he was saying as a program, they were like, you know, 50 something in, in five this year. And that just kind of shows like this year, they lost some kids. You think they're going to take a bigger step back and they bring some, you know, they, they bring some kids up from those lower level teams or, or off the bench that didn't play as much and and they're ready to play at a varsity level. Yeah, it took them some time, don't get me wrong, but um, they're not out of place, you know. And so he's kind of got that program going well, too. And uh, Coach Smith has done a really good job, I think, of developing all the kids in the program and working with all those teams. And he has a really good staff, too. His dad helps him and Dan. Formerly Danielle Herdliska, who, who's married now Danielle Hawker, but she played at Solon, and um, he has a really good staff, and they do a really good job with all levels. So I think he's just like you said, he's kind of getting it going. You know, they're not at that point where, that you were talking about <laughs> yet, but um, he's got a good pipeline, and not just I'm not saying like super talented kids that are coming up. You don't have a Callie Levine in every
0: class, but. Was um, Mark Silver's an assistant on that? Yeah,
1: yeah. Gosh, Coach,
0: and he was there you. with that oh, answer. He could oh, probably God. do a better job on this podcast talking about the history of and Girls Basketball I, than either one of us can. I would have felt so bad when I
1: <laughs> when I went to the game and saw uh, so Coach Silvers sitting down there and, and forgot to include uh, Coach Silver's in that. But yeah, uh, they they have a really good, really good staff that does a really good job with with all levels uh, down into the. You know, they do stuff for the kids I know that are you know junior high and down, so um, they're getting it rolling there. It's fun, and, and you. This is a fun team to watch play. We have a, the the girls basketball here is so good when you look at the talent at City and West, and and you know Liberty was fun to watch play this year, um, and just in West Branch, I love watching West Branch play. They really get after it. Mary does a great job at Regina. We have some fun teams to watch. We talked about Regina. They get out and run, but this Solon team is really fun to watch. They. They get up and down. They shoot a lot of threes. They, they play a fun brand of basketball, too. I mean, and, and like you said, they have some young talent um, and just players that are fun, fun to watch. It's, it's not, if you like, just kind of some, some wide-open basketball. Uh, and and it's, not, you know, it's not crazy by any means, but it, it's fun to watch. The, those kids play with a lot of confidence, uh, which is fun to watch.
0: And we'll, I'll be out there tomorrow night shooting photos. Are You covering that game tomorrow night?
1: I am. It okay. should be really good. Um, like I said, we have two. Um, we just have one tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think it's just was, the one.
1: Yeah, we just no. We do. We have um, liberties. Liberties at Kennedy tomorrow too. I was okay. going to say we have right. we have two games tonight and two games tomorrow and and three of those and we'll get to this. I'm not going to jump ahead, but three of those should be. I think should be really good. So.
0: So check out uh, tomorrow night and Thursday. We'll have full coverage of that that Solon Monticello game. Should be a good one. Looking forward to getting out to that um, tonight. Ryan, uh, we'll we'll get back into Class 2A here. A um, couple of uh, local teams in action tonight. West Branch play at 17 and one. And, and again, these are I'm reading these records off of uh, Varsity Bound. So if there's any discrepancies, blame them, not me. <laughs> uh, West Branch tonight at West Branch. Uh, seven. These are all seven p.m. tips. We'll play seven and thirteen Danville. Danville, a one-point winner against Wapello. Um, yeah, let's let's dive into the West Branch first, and then we'll get to the bottom of this bracket where yeah. Regina is. So um, this looks like it should be a winnable game for West Branch. Uh, it's one of those situations where you have a Danville team that already has that postseason game in right. under their belt. So you wonder if they come out and West Branch, you, you, that's the one thing that I look at in these games is, is the team that's playing its 1st postseason game flat at all. I tend to think that Jared Tylee is not going to let, let that happen with these right. guys, but that would be something I'd look at tonight. Cause I think it's, it's pretty clear. West Branch is the better team. Yeah. I,
1: I, <laughs> so this, this is going to sound bad. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Um,
0: I, I looked Ryan at it,
1: it. It is, and I'm I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna drop a little my honest opinion here. I looked at these games, and I had to double check when I was just talking about having two tomorrow. I knew we had two because we still have some regular season boys games going on, um, and so I, that kind of messes me up as I'm looking at my rolling schedule, everything that's going on, and I'm I'm ha- people. I'm sorry, I'm half. I'm like waist deep into state wrestling right now. So like ever since districts on Saturday, like 70% of my work time has been kind of consumed by getting ready for state wrestling. Because if, if you've ever been or know anything about it, it is a, it's a whirlwind um, of, of 72 hours. So anyway, I knew we had two games tonight and two games tomorrow, Rob. And I just said, I thought three of those would be really good. And the one that I don't anticipate, being great is West Branch Danville tonight because I mean West, branch, West is that, branch
0: is the number one seed too. So West I mean, Branch is that good? This.
1: Yes, they're that good too. I mean, they are. I'll say it again. I know I've said it on here. They are state championship caliber team. That that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not jinxing them. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I'm not. I'm just saying they. I've watched enough 2A girls basketball with Regina. How good they were. Um, you know when I when I worked at the Press Citizen and they you know they were a semifinal team and. I've seen so many of those championships and and teams even come through the river Valley that are at that level cascade, uh, teams like that. I, I know the teams that are, I know what it takes, what the teams look like that win that class, um, year in and year out. They're that type of team. They have what you're looking for. They have multiple kids that can score. They defend really well. They always have, they always will. Uh, when Jared Tylee is there, they have an elite playmaker in Sasha Koenig. Um, they have a post presence with Delaney Lunescus, who just gets better every time I see her. I mean, it's amazing to watch that kid uh, improve, um, game in and game out. But she's really a, a game changer in there. It, it's six two with her athleticism and the way she changes shots, and um, and then they have you have three senior guards, Koenig and Ryland Drecker and Taya Young that are that are really good. Um, they've got everything that you're looking for. I mean, maybe they could have a little bit more depth, Rob, if you want to nitpick, they could have. But I was really impressed. Um, I saw them play West Liberty. They got into some foul trouble, and they had some seniors, Bailey Donahoe and some other girls come off the bench and, and play really well. Um, I think they have more depth than maybe I give them credit for because when you have the top six like they have, you know, those, that's going to be a majority of your minutes. But I think they've they've done it. The coaching staff's done a really good job of developing some of those kids. Um, Lexi Peak is playing really well, shooting the ball well. So they're the whole package. I don't anticipate. I'm going, I'll be there tonight. Um, And and I just, truthfully, I expect it to, I expect West Branch to put this thing away relatively early. I haven't seen Danville, I haven't gotten super deep into it. Um, and, And like you said, I mentioned this with the Tipton game last week because I knew they were well-coached. It's like as a, as a reporter, just like I know a lot of coaches are, you always have a tendency to stick on maybe one or two things that, oh, if this is going to be what's, what gives them trouble. And I'm with you, Rob. I think in a lot of ways having that opening game sometimes, especially in the postseason, is, a, is an advantage for teams. I and mean, they played on Saturday. They're not going to be tired. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like a three games in four days situation. The thing that makes me feel better about it for not just West Branch, but for any team this year is most of these teams have had to deal with some sort of a stop. This year is just not normal. you have never felt very few teams in the state have fell into that Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, rhythm that you have some years. Um, You couldn't look at your schedule in November and plan how you were going to practice or how you were going to do any of these things when you were going to when you were going to push your kids hard, when you were going to condition, when you were going to pull off, you haven't been able to do any of that because you've been, your schedule has been affected because maybe you had to quarantine or another team or you've lost games. And you just, as I was preparing for this podcast and preparing for the postseason in general, you go through any of these teams. I was looking at Van Buren, and I was looking at Mediapolis, which we'll talk about in a second. All these teams have cancellations on there, whether it's been COVID or weather here in the last three weeks. Um, they've all had games wiped out. And so stuff like that just – I really do feel like kids have kind of embraced that – that what, what this year has been where it's just not going to be normal. And it's like you could call kids right now and be like, hey, change of plans, this game's at one today. And they'd all throw their stuff in, the, in their backpack and show up at one o'clock and be ready to play. You know, and it's like that's just kind of the way it's become. So um, I, I, I think it, the, the next game for West Branch is a little intriguing to me. And I won't talk about it a lot. We don't even know who it's going to be. But it's intriguing for me just because I don't know that much about those teams. It's, it's Pekin or Pella Christian. Uh, Pella Christian is the home game for West Branch fans or, or just other fans that are, that are looking ahead that want to know, you know, what to scoreboard watch. Um, it's all so tonight. Yep. And so I think that that's at Pella Christian. If I had to guess, based on, you know, the conference they play in and the level of competition and the fact that they're at home, the state obviously has them, you know, as the higher seed. I, I, would, I would guess that Pella Christian would win. They do play a challenging schedule traditionally. Again, I haven't looked. Uh, they're in a conference with mostly larger teams, but mm-hmm. that one's a little interesting to me because I think they'll be battle tested and, and well coached. So, um, and that would be uh, that would be for well, the semifinals. Um, Friday and
0: the Friday and, at West Branch,
1: and those are Friday. Yeah, so
0: West Branch has a couple home games here if it wins, which which is big. Um,
1: and I wrote. I had a thing with my thoughts on the postseason getting started. You can check that out on your prep sports. Um, but their West Branch has won 18 in a row at home, Rob. 19-1 at home over the last couple of years. Now, part of that is because they're, they've are they lost like three or four games total the last couple of years. But they've been really good at home. Uh, they've won 18 in a row there. They're 9-0 this year. So that's everybody likes that. You don't have to travel. You don't have to get on a bus when it's negative 32, uh, et cetera. But, They've been really good at home, and that goes back to when I started covering sports here in 2013 or whatever. They've always been really good at home. They've had a couple of those years where they weren't state championship caliber level teams, and they've taken you know when Regina was at that level, every time they play at home, they play with a little bit of extra confidence, I think, Um, as some teams do. um, But they're really tough at home, so that's big. I mean, they can they can stay in their own gym, uh, in their own locker room, and you know, all the way through a chance to, to get to a regional final. So I think, that, I think for them that's a little bit bigger than it is maybe for some other teams. And when you're talking about this round, that's a little bit of a drive from Danville. It's a little bit of a drive from Pella. Yep. Um, so they maybe
0: have a little bit of an edge there. Um, and for Regina, Ryan, on the bottom half of this bracket, which is uh, Class 2A Region 3, uh, the opposite. Regina will be on the road tonight at Mediapolis. Uh, both teams at ten and seven, and the uh, the top part of that portion of the bracket is Van Buren against Louisa Muscatine, who beat Cardinal of Elden by thirty. Um, and then Van Buren is in the position; uh, they must be the two seed here, I would assume. Yes. Uh, yep. With West Plains being the one, uh, would have two home games here. So Regina would have to go. You would think uh, to Van Buren on Friday if it were to win at Mediapolis tonight. I. I talked about
1: this, I think, last week. Um, I really like the position Regina's in. This is, this is a fascinating side of, 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 of the bracket to me. And not just this bracket, but a lot of brackets. Um, you know, if you're Regina, you have back-to-back home games. These are both, these are both trips a little bit. You know, I mean, this isn't having a road game at, you know, Durant or, or West Branch for them. I mean, these are, these are road trips a little bit. Um, but I think it's a really good spot for Regina. Um, I I think they can win both these games. I really do. I mean, I think they can rattle off a couple and get another shot with West Branch, and I talked about that last week, but uh, again, reference the article I wrote, just things to watch um, that stuck out to me as we go into the postseason, and I thought this was interesting, Rob, what what you talked about with uh, Danville having a game. Mediapolis has played twice in February um, and, and lost its last game by 24, albeit to a you know, to a ranked uh Burlington Notre Dame team who I think is number 10 in 1A. Um and conversely, Regina's playing for the sixth time in in February. You know, they they closed uh after after shutting down for a little bit, they closed the season with kind of a flurry there. Uh their last game, they they lost to West Liberty by twelve uh last Thursday. So you kind of look at it um and and to me I already liked Regina's spot here, just as far as the competition they get, the teams they play. These are winnable games for Regina. But I think that Regina sets up coming into this in a more regular routine of playing. I mean, it's the 16th. They've played twice. And I think the last game for Mediapolis was like the fourth or something or the sixth. And they haven't played in over a week. And Regina's been kind of playing more regularly. I would think, you know, playing last Thursday. I think it was Thursday. But, you know, you're still kind of in that routine of Thursday, Tuesday, or Friday, Tuesday, you know, I'm sure they didn't have to change their schedule a lot. They didn't have to force in extra practices or anything like that. So um, I think Regina's in a good spot. The other thing that's interesting that I wrote about is these two teams, starting with Mediapolis, um, both of these teams that they would see in their regional are uh, really, really rely heavily on, on one player. Um, they both have girls averaging double doubles in um, for uh, Mediapolis. Sorry, I'm'm I'm, I'm all over the place thinking about I want to make sure I get these names right, Rob, because I, I know I'm going to say it wrong. I have this in my story, but for Mediapolis, um, it's their center, um, Haley Moore. and I think they list her at 510, but she averages 23 points and 10 and a half rebounds a game. So, and then, if, you know, if they, if they would see Van Buren, uh, Isabel Manning leads 2A in scoring, she's over 30 a game. She's at, like, 31 points and 11 rebounds a game. So, it's kind of an interesting side note. Um, Regina's going to have to find a way to, to slow down a couple really, really good players. But, you know, players on teams that are really reliant on them. Um, Minneapolis has a sophomore guard that averages 10, 10 and a half points and almost six assists a game and then has only one other player averaging more than, more than six and a half a game. So, um, Minneapolis is young. They've got a couple freshmen that play a lot, um, a couple sophomores that play a lot. Uh, I, again, it's, it's on the road. It won't be easy by any means. These teams are both 10 and 7. I don't want to give the impression I think this is going to be like the West French game. I don't. I think it will be a really good game. But when you go on the road for a, for a quarterfinal, um, in a two-way bracket, I, I think Regina has to feel really good about its opportunities tonight. And I didn't see the West Liberty game to close the season. Uh, that's a good West Liberty team that they played That they played tight. I was really impressed with, I saw um, Regina against West Branch late that week. I think that was Tuesday that week. And I, in a loss, I thought it was the best I've seen him play all year, Rob. I, I know I talked about this on the pod last week. Andy Gann was had easily the best game I've seen her play in her career. Um, she had 23 and six and, and it wasn't just that. I mean, she was hitting tough, tough shots. Like she was playing at a different level than I've seen her play at. And so if she harnesses that and continues to play, I, I don't think that there's anybody on the court that's going to, that's going to be able to keep up with her, um, you know, tonight. And and even going into the, to the semifinal, she was just, because, because, as I said, West Branch has a lot of athletic kids that really get out and defend. And in uh, talking to Jared Tightly after the game, he was just giving her a lot of praise. I mean, she was giving him fits. She was hitting tough, tough shots. So, I like this spot for Regina, Rob. I really do. Yeah,
0: and we're gonna. I mean, from a homer perspective here, Ryan, uh, we we were, don't we're, we're not hiding this. We we hope Regina and West Branch play for a third time. Yeah, uh, in this regional final. So, and it's as you mentioned last week, it's. It's conceivable that that is what's happened. Regina has obviously its work cut out for it, taking a path on the road. I looked it up. Mediapolis is an hour and ten minute, minutes away from Iowa City in the cold. That's on a, on a school bus. It's not uh, not ideal, but, uh, you know, uh, it's not like they haven't played a road game, and they've been playing pretty consistently through this month after being down in, in January with, uh, with quarantine. So, um, yeah, like you said, like you outlined, it seems like the gene is in a pretty good spot. And
1: I just think that consistency can be a can be a big thing for them. Again, everybody's gotten used to this just being a a strange year. But when within all that, when you can keep things kind of the same, I think that's advantageous. So yeah. hopefully that hel- hopefully that helps them them tonight.
0: And those are seven o'clock games
1: uh, this Yep, evening. every. Every postseason game is seven, unless you know, unless it gets changed, which we've had some. A lot of things changed because of the cold and everything. But hopefully, going forward, we're we're out of that a little bit by the time we're playing games on Thursday,
0: Rob. Yes, yeah, so let's hope so, and hopefully, it gets warmer out too. Um, <laughs> it can't get much colder. Um, well, hopping up into four A Ryan um, and and five A here, we we're, it's not going to be. We, we're, You know, it it starts later. There are fewer teams. um, And we've talked about this before. Marion and uh, Clinton will play tomorrow night for the right to play at Clear Creek on Saturday night. Central DeWitt is at the top of that bracket. um, And they will play the winner of Oskaloosa in Washington also on Saturday
1: night. I just, again, referencing, you know, what I wrote, if you want to look at it in written form, what I wrote uh, for today, you know, just on, on, you know, kind of my thoughts on, on the postseason. but you just, I, you just knew after Clear Creek won at Marion last year in that game, it was the <laughs> second home loss for that, for Marion in five years. You, I just, I was like, they're going to play again in the postseason. <laughs> like you just, you just, it was one of those things you, I, I, I didn't think it, 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 it like that night last year, but I just, as we got closer to the postseason, I was like, "They're they're going to end up with Marion." You just knew that that was a, for both teams. Um, but we talked about this on the pod, you know, after it happened. Uh, Clear Creek won over there by ten. You know, I think it was said earlier this month or last month. It doesn't matter that much, but late in the season, because uh, you know it it's going to be Marion at home. Um, you know, Clinton is is winless this year, and assuming that Marion takes care of business, um, it should be. You know Marion and in Clear Creek Part three, um, the postseason rematch, um, which would be the first time you know in these last three games that they've been at Clear Creek. So that's one where, again, I think Clear Creek's proven with a win in the regular season that they can win that game. They absolutely could lose that game. I, don't, I mean Marion is that type of program. They still have really good players, um, and, and they're and they're well coached, and they'll again they'll be ready. <laughs> They'll certainly be ready to play that game. Um, and like you said, that's another instance of does, does it help a little bit for Marion to get that game, you know, tomorrow night against Clinton? Maybe. Um, I don't know. But I can't say enough about Clear Creek and the job that they've done this year. Um, talk to those guys on Thursday after that winning against center point that, that clinched a, a tie for the west division with them and then you know clinched a tie for the overall or however you want to look at it. again they had a they had a, they had one other one more win than solon because they beat west delaware on friday but so happy for that coaching staff and and just i can't say enough about the job that they did this year when you look at what they lost off of last year's team um, and that's not to say they didn't have really good players because they did but you look at just roster construction rob and they have a bunch of posts and you know one guard coming back really with varsity experience and they were able to kind of piece it together i mean it's just it's not just that they lost some key players it's they lost key players at key spots that they didn't have experience coming back in so they had to change some things that they do on offense they had to change some things they do on defense and it took them some time but and this year after the season they had last year, back-to-back, you know, conference championships for them. They've just done an incredible job. And I feel like any time that you maybe feel like you're going to – I don't want to say count them out, but you're like, oh, man, this is a pretty tough draw. They get Marion again. Marion's a good team. And, you know, they'd have to play Central DeWitt. It's like I've just learned better. You know, I watched them play last – a week ago Monday – against Vinton and they just they didn't play well and I thought that would be a great game we kind of talked about it on here last week it wasn't a great game to put it to be honest and then they come back on Tuesday they beat Benton community they come back on Thursday and they beat Center Point Urbana. um and so guys Clear Creek I'll admit it like I've I've kind of doubted a couple times where I'm like oh you know they first I was like they lost a lot and then you know even as recently as last week I'm like man they they struggled on Monday against Vinton. And every time I do that, they they just come back and, and keep playing and, and get better and kind of prove me wrong. So I want to bet against them this week. Um, you know, Central DeWitt's really good. I looked them up last night. I think their losses are to to North Scott um, on the road and, and to Davenport Central. And they've beaten Assumption multiple times. They've beaten North Scott. Uh, they've beaten Makoka. They've beaten Pleasant Valley. They've beaten Bettendorf. So, they beat good teams, um, but I just – I at this point, I don't think – I don't know if there's anything that, that Clear Creek can do that would surprise me, Rob. I just – I can't say enough about the job that they've done this year. And their and kids, too. I mean, they've really played well. In a league – the WOMAC was really balanced this year. To get to 17 wins in that league is really impressive. I mean, that's a that's a lot of games against good teams. When you look at two against center pointer Urbana and two against Vinton, in a game against Solon and a game against Marion and two against uh, Benton community I mean that's a lot of really good teams that they, a lot of really good games against good teams that they've played um, and to get to 17 and 4 against that uh, uh, against that schedule they're gonna be battle tested for whatever they see because and that's a lot of teams that play a lot of different ways as well so uh, I think they got a good look through the regular season and I'm, I'm anxious to watch them this is a really good The bottom half of that two A district, the semifinals, or excuse me, I just said district. The bottom half of that two A regional that that West Branch and and Regina are in is really interesting. Uh, The semifinals in in three A seven, which is Solon's regional, is really interesting. And then this this four A region, and I'll give you the region number because I have them in front of me. Four A region five, um, with with Central DeWitt and Clear Creek as the top two seeds. And then um, Central DeWitt, we get the winner of. uh...
0: Little glitch there, Ryan. We haven't had one of those in a few weeks. So just to keep us, uh, check us, check ourselves a little bit there. Um, I apologize, I forgot. Um, I think you were talking, going through uh, Clear Creek's kind of path there. Um, kind of nice and in the 4A, you got to win two games yeah. when you get to state.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 I'm looking through the 4A um, regionals. I, I think this is one of the more interesting ones. You know, if it would be a potential um, matchup with Central DeWitt in the final, I think that's a really good 4A regional final. Um, 15 Clear Creek Command and number five Central DeWitt. I think that has the potential to be a really, really good game. So
0: they play those yeah. on neutral? neutral no, nope,
1: those, those are at the highest seed. So they'd okay. be at, in that instance, they'd be at Central DeWitt, which would be tough. But, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're familiar with it. That's a former former WAMAC member. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many of the kids on this year's team have, have played there, but probably at some point. But I just think that has, in Central DeWitt's very, very good, um, certainly. And, and played a really tough schedule in the Mac but I think that has potential to be a really good game um, if, if that's what it ends up being because that Marion game will will not be easy uh, for Clear Creek commander as, as anyone that's that's you know watched Marion this year or in past years knows but if that's the we'll, we'll kind of look ahead a little a little bit because we're not going to podcast a bunch of times but if that's the regional final that that we get um, that would be a really good one
0: Skip up into 5A, Ryan, and we'll start with uh, City High. Uh, see, tomorrow night, Dubuque Senior plays Muscatine for the right to play at City High on Saturday night. And uh, and the top of that bracket is Waterloo West and Dubuque Hempstead.
1: Yeah, and Dubuque Senior's not a bad team. Um, I think they're 11-5, and 11-6. Um, that's a game that City – assuming that that's who it is, um, that they beat Muscatine, who I think is 8-8, eight eight, Rob, but that's certainly a game that City High should win. Um, you know, the thing that sticks out to me about City, Rob, is with their – they were on pause for, I think, 20 days. And in those, in those 20 days, they, they closed – right before they went on pause – they lost to West at home, who's currently sixth um, by, I think it ended up four or five. You know, that's a game they led in the fourth quarter. Real That was a really, really, really good even game that, um, you know, even in the last minute or so was, was in doubt. And then the next night they went to West Des Moines Valley and lost by two. And I think Valley's either 10th or 12th right now. Um, so, you know, a, a, a top 10 type Valley team. They are. Valley's 10th right now, and they dropped down. They were, they were kind of in that eight region all year in the top 10, and, and they dropped down after those two, which, you know, I'm not criticizing the rankings, um, probably rightfully so. They, they've won their – I think – do you have it in front of you, Rob? I, I, I have City High's record. They 11 and – I got nine and four. Nine and four. four, four nine season. and four. So I said earlier they played 13. Yeah, so they're nine and four, and they won – since they've come back, they won twice. They won at Linmar. They
0: beat Cedar losses two, two times to West.
1: Two times to West, Valley, and Cedar Falls. So you look at their losses, and they had that stretch where they lost two, you know, one possession games to, to top ten teams, and they dropped out of the top ten. And, again, I understand it. At that point, they would have been something like seven and four. And so there's other teams that are, that with better records and, that came above, and I get it. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just pointing out what I, what kind of stuck out to me is in the stretch that they had, because I believe that they're a state tournament team. I've said that all along. Um, and they, and they still could be a state tournament team. What I'm getting at is they got Waterloo West third ranked Waterloo West. Who's won like 16 in a row. That would be their likely uh, regional final game at Waterloo West. Um, who's very good, but, what what's disappointing to me is during that stretch when they were on pause that, you know, for three weeks, the games they had in there were potential games for them to play themselves back into. And that's, that's what you want. It's just the potential to to show what you are. And they had Wiley West twice in that stretch. Uh, I think they had Cedar Rapids, Washington, who's a top 10 team in that stretch. And maybe, I feel like there was one other one that I could be, I could be forgetting it, but, uh, I could be, I could be wrong, but so they have those three games. And and you know what? Realistically, I I'm, I'm bullish on the city high team. I think they're really good. And we, we mentioned their losses. All those losses were, were close games. Maybe they play themselves further down, Rob. Maybe they lose all three of those. Maybe they drop to 15, you know, maybe they drop out of the rankings. If they lose all three of those in their you know, instead of nine and four, they're, they're 11 and seven or something. Maybe. But I really think when you look at how many good teams they played and how close they were to winning those, that they were on the verge of getting a couple of those wins, if that makes sense. you know, I mean I think yeah. that the law the law of averages said they were says they're too good to lose all those all those close games. you know they basically I think they'd won one close game maybe all season. Um, and so I think they had a chance to play themselves back up into hosting. Your regional final, or being really close to hosting a regional final, or you know, playing themselves so they're not on the road against the number three team. Uh, maybe maybe getting the draw that that Cedar Falls had, where I think Cedar Falls would host Valley, so being that seven ten type game instead of a you know twelve versus three type game. Yeah. So I think that's unfortunate. Um, and and first of all, it's unfortunate that those kids didn't get a play. Just like it has been for everybody. You know, West girls went on pause, etc. We want kids to have the opportunity to play. Uh, but again, I understand why they didn't, you know, I mean, we're we're trying to be safe about these things, et cetera. But I think that's what was maybe the toughest for them is they're sitting there with with some prove it type games, you know, that can really boost you up and, and they didn't get to play those. And again, like I said, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, maybe they maybe they lost all those. But I think they had an opportunity to to push themselves back up because this is a tough draw for them um, going on the road, assuming you know they take care of business against Dubuque Senior or Muscatine, going on the road to Waterloo West. That being said, uh, I don't think that's a game that they can't win. Uh, I, I really don't. I mean, you look at you know West, you have, you have a little bit of a blueprint of your city because you, you know West High well and you know what they can do, and West High played them well up there. So I think that's a winnable game. But they're going to have to play really well. And then on the flip side of what I just said, the key I think for them is they got two games in quickly last week uh, when they came back. And now they get a little bit of a time the little, little bit of time off. They don't play again until Saturday. Um and I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, you know, spend a bunch of time guessing, but how quickly can they get up to you know you're gonna you're gonna have to be playing close to your best basketball to win a road game against the third ranked team. It, you know, I mean, I don't care if it's, you know, the three seed in the NBA West playoffs or, you know, the number three team in the NCA. you know, the three seed in the NCAA tournament or the number three ranked team in the NCAA men's bowl or, or high school or whatever. When you go on the road to play the, a, a third ranked team, you're going to have to be played really well. Um, and they're a good enough team. They have the talent. They have what you're looking for to do it. They have the experience all that stuff, but you're going to have to play well. And how close is City High right now with the schedule they've been dealt? How close can they get to playing their best basketball between now and and next Tuesday? I mean, I I think that's the key. Um, And and it's it's probably good, Rob, that they're going to get a, a pretty good team in the semifinals on Saturday. I really, I mean, this would not be one of those years you wanted to play a two-win team in that game because I don't think you get enough out of that. They, they probably need to be pushed a little bit and forced to, forced to play well on Saturday – or on – those are Saturday.
0: Yeah, um, Saturday and then the final is uh, Tuesday. That, that's, the
1: key. that's the key to me. It really is. How, how close – their best is good enough. I, I really believe that. Their best on that team, and you've seen that team – with Kelsey Jones and Ella Cook and Evian Richardson and, and Andy Westlake and, and the players they have, their best is enough. I, I, I fully, the West is really good. I've seen them. They're very good, but I think city has best is enough, but how close can they get to their best Rob? I, you know, I mean, and, and that's no one's fault. That's a challenge, you know, and Bill McTaggart will do a great job. I'm sure. But you know, how, how close can they get to that when you, you know, you, you've played two games in. They're going to have three games in from, you know, January 20 something to February 20 something. Um, oh, okay. How close can they get to being their best?
0: It'll be interesting to see. And that gets, uh, that gets underway. Class 5A Region 3 um, on Saturday night. Uh, they'll get the winner of Dubuque Senior and Muscatine. Uh, That game is tomorrow night on Wednesday, uh, February the 17th. Uh, Flipping over to Class 5A Region 6, Ryan, uh, West High will also get underway on Saturday night, uh, February the 20th, and that's uh, at home against Davenport Central on the bottom portion of that region. uh, Pleasant Valley plays Bettendorf tomorrow night, Wednesday the 17th, and the winner playing at Davenport North Saturday night. And then those winners will meet a week from today, uh, Tuesday, February the
1: 23rd. I'm assuming that – we're just going to assume here that West takes care of business against Davenport Central, which, which I think that they will. The, the interesting part of this bracket is that bottom half. Yeah. Um, because we'll call them play in games for the sake of this uh, podcast, Rob. When you look at the the quote unquote play in games in that level, the, the bunny bracket games, and you look at the records of those teams, it's, it's usually, like I said, the Muscatine um, Dubuque senior game is a pretty good one. It, I think Muscatine's 8 and 8 and seniors 11 and 6. But a lot of those are, that's not always the case. And you look at this one and Bettendorf's 9-3 and three and Pleasant Valley's 10-8. and eight. Those are two pretty good teams. And on top of it, it's two pretty good teams that don't like each other a whole lot. Um, two, pretty, two pretty good rivals. I mean, I don't know what their women's basketball rivalry is like, but from my general experience in every other sport, they're not overly fond of one another. Um, but And then North is the, the two-seed in that. It is a very good team. They're 10-1, but, you know, one of their losses is a six-point loss or their only loss is a six-point loss at Bettendorf, and then they beat Pleasant Valley by eight uh, at home. So the bottom half of that is kind of fascinating to me, truthfully. I don't know who wins that, that um, Pleasant Valley-Bettendorf game. Um, I, I'm going to look at the regular season um, just to give some better context on that. Uh, Pleasant Valley won by 20 at Bettendorf and then lost by two, uh, lost by two at home to Bettendorf on on Friday. So they won by 20 on the road, lost by two in the most recent matchup, and then they play again. So they're going to play twice in a row in five days. So, and then, like I said, they both had some, uh, Pleasant Valley lost to North by eight and Bettendorf beat them. So you have three teams on the bottom half of that. And I'm, I'm, I'm just this – is, this is the problem with my brain, Rob. I'm, I'm getting in deep on, you know, our, West High could potentially play one of these teams. And I'm sitting here going over the whole, you know, these three teams that we don't cover. But um, that's an instance to me where we, – we talked about this um, in some boys' brackets. That's an instance to me where one team in that final is going to have a significantly easier semifinal. Right, and and if you're if you're west, you'd probably like to play. You'd probably like one of those, you know, Pleasant Pleasant Valley or Bettendorf to beat North. Just then you're playing a team that's playing its third game in,
0: right? You know,
1: in 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 a shorter amount of time, maybe. But again, as we talked about in a season like this, when these teams haven't had the normal twenty-five game grind of a schedule for three months, is that even a bad thing? More games might help. I, I know this is a situation where if you're City High, you'd probably. You know, you'd rather have an, another game in there this week if you were in that same situation. So the bottom half of that's really interesting. Uh, again, yeah, I was
0: looking there. at this, Ryan. Uh, Davenport Central uh, lost to Bettendorf in their only meeting during the regular season and beat Pleasant Valley <laughs> in their only meeting and uh, beat Muscatine by five, Davenport right. Central for reference. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be who plays well on that given night.
1: Right. And West is the, West is the class of that. I mean, and that's why they're the one seed and that's why they play at home. Um, and they earn that they're, mm-hmm. they're ranked six. They've won. I, I think seven or eight in a row. Sorry, West. I mean, they've been really good um, over the last month and a half because um, that winning streak has taken a while to get up to that because they had a stretch where they were paused for 14 days too, but they've been really good lately. They're playing well. Um, and, you know, I expect them to come out of that, but. That that regional final could be interesting. They've had really good success, and I'm going to write more about this as we get closer to it and we know who it is. They've had really good success in the past um, against the MAC, uh, the Mississippi Athletic Conference, against those teams in regional finals. They went to PV a couple years ago and beat a really good PV team uh, to go to the state tournament. They've had good success when they've gotten um, when they've gone east in those. In the in their regionals against those teams, so and that's not to say that like I'll say this when I think it's true. That's not to say that I I don't think the MAC has had good teams. I think West has matched up well with those teams uh, in the past, but that was two or three years ago uh, when they went over to Pleasant Valley and won a regional final against a Pleasant Valley team that I think was was quite good that year. So um, you know, West
0: High West has won nine in a row. Nine in a row. Last loss was January eighth, four points at Waterloo West and that was the last of a three-game losing streak where they lost by one to Xavier and six at Southeast Polk. Those were all on the road. So they've
1: – I mean, and again, we talked about this with several teams, but B.J. Mayer's teams always play well at the end of the year, even the years that they've lost in regional finals, which they have several times in the last few years. They're always playing well. Those regional finals are always really good games. They do a really good job of peak – and part of that too as we've talked about this is you know he has a philosophy on just every kid you know the, the players tell me this all the time that he says to them if it's your night have your night if it's not your night let somebody else have their night and find another way to help the team win and with that it, at the end of the year they have so many kids playing with so much confidence and that's what it takes sometimes when you get into these tight games and maybe somebody doesn't play well now it also helps to have somebody like Audrey Cook because it, it often has been her night this year, and she has taken it because she's been exceptional. Uh, had yeah. 32 in their first game back, you know, a couple a – couple, or last week, and she's playing at a really high level. I think she's playing the best basketball she's ever played. So, a lot to like about this West team going into the postseason, including their draw. I do think it's a good draw. That's not – I think Pleasant Valley, Bettendorf, and especially Davenport North all have really nice teams. Um, I think West is the class of that regional and I think they should win it especially again that you know they're going to get a home game out of that so um for them again like I said for city I think their best is enough if they can get to their best for west I just think they need to play um I just think they need to play clean if that makes sense Rob I don't think they have to do anything spectacular I just think they need to avoid having a game um like a real clunker And that's not to say that, again, that's really not to say that I don't think these teams are good. I think West can play not their best game and and win this um, because I think that says a lot about the talent they have on their roster too. And if you go back and look at their box scores, they've really had some kids make big strides. Anna Prouty is playing really, really well over the last couple weeks. She's become a really consistent 8.8 rebound um, type of production person for them. And, and they just, a lot of players have, I think, have making big made big strides for them, which makes them even more dangerous as you get into the postseason.
0: Looking uh, at our last girls squad, Ryan, and that would be uh, Iowa City Liberty, uh, and it will get underway tomorrow night against uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy up at Kennedy. Um, it looks like Liberty's going to need kind of like a Loyola of Chicago run here uh, with Sister Jean because these. <laughs> They've got some tough teams in this bracket. Uh, Cedar Falls and uh, Valley also. Uh, Valley's looming for the winner of uh, Kennedy and Liberty. So, you know what? Young team, postseason, just let it all hang out.
1: Yeah, and I told you before that we had four games you know, these these nights, and I thought three of them will re- be really good. And I think this is going to be a good game. I just – I have a feeling, and, and a lot of it's because of what – what you just said, Rob. Have they played? Um, they have. Um, Kennedy beat them by 13, um, 51-38 on January 21st. Um, and that was a that was a pretty good game. Um, I, if I remember looking at, the, I wasn't there. If I remember looking at the box score, you know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like 15 or 20 at halftime or anything. Um, and Kennedy's, excuse me, Kennedy's playing well. Um, they've won four or five, uh, beat Xavier in there, who's a pretty good team, beat beat Cedar Rapids Washington in there um, when they were full strength, beat Marion the other day, lost to West by eight. But um, Liberty beat one at Wash last week, top ten Wash team. Wash was without some players in that game, but, you know, you don't apologize for – when you're a young program, you don't apologize for getting top ten road wins. Um, and I think that was just a confidence, confidence boost for them, Rob, as much as anything. Um, but, I, again, I just have a feeling with this one largely because of what you said, what you just said, kind of a young team letting it all hang out. Um, a team like Liberty, which has some talent, which has played better at the end of the year, I mean, they've won two of four. Uh, they, they played Linmar to ten. Uh, their game with West got away from them a little bit the other day, which, which West is very good. Um, but they, I think they've been playing their best basketball over the last, you know, two and a half to three weeks. They've been in a little bit of a rhythm now. Um, you know, they had a couple games postponed at the end of January um, with weather, and one of those was the city high game. But they're playing pretty well now. And I just, it's it's a it's a spot, right? It's a situation where, hey, guys, girls, young ladies, you don't. This is a team we've played before. We've played them to 10 or 13, you know. There's no reason to be nervous. Just go play, have fun, and it's kind of the opposite for Kennedy. You know, this is a game, in their minds, they beat them by double digits. They should win. Um, I, I think I'm not, I'm not going to make any calls here, any predictions. I, I fully anticipate, Rob, that this will be a really good game, that this is a fourth-quarter game. It's a down-to-the-wire game. Uh, Liberty's gonna have to hit shots, and frankly, they've struggled with that sometimes this year, especially against good teams. They're gonna have, I think, they're gonna have to get out of the 30s um, to win this thing. Um, You know, they beat Wash the other night, 41-35, lost to Linmar 37-47, lost to Waller 32-47. They're gonna have to get, they're they're gonna have to get into the 40s. Um, You know, but you looked at that first meeting; it was 51-38. So, like I said, they get to mid 40s against this Kennedy team. I think they're going to be right there. They're going to have to find a way to make some shots. The thing I like about Liberty is they're very balanced. Uh, They're not relying on one or two kids. They're going to have to hit a couple perimeter shots. They're going to have to have some kids step up a little bit. Um, and, And again, just, just make shots, just, just become offensive shot makers. But I, I just have a gut feeling that this is a really good game, Rob. I do. I think it's a possession game. I think it comes into the fourth quarter. I think it's one of those games. somebody's you know shooting three throws maybe late or, or you know you have a couple possessions under 4 minutes that that end up being the difference. I just I have a feeling that they they grind this thing down and it's and it's a game.
0: And that's good for a program that's trying to build. Win or lose, you want something to build on.
1: Right, and we talked about that with Solon. Um, you it, we you take those incremental steps and and sometimes it's frustrating as a coach as a player like you want it all. You know, I mean you want to flip it and not everybody's going to do what Liberty Volleyball did, right. you know, where you just flip it and, and you're all of a sudden in the state tournament, you, you get a win here or or you, you take this. Cause Kennedy's like 13 and eight. I mean, this isn't one of those, you know, sub 500 teams that you play in a, in a in a playing game or bunny bracket game. They're, they're a good team. Like I said, mm-hmm. they, they beat a top 10 team a couple of weeks ago. So, you, you, you take those incremental steps. You, you make this a fourth quarter game or you get a win or you do some of those things that you can build on next year because as we've outlined many times on this podcast, I mean, Liberty brings everybody back. I mean, I think they have one senior that plays, you know, and a lot of their production has come from freshmen and sophomores. And they have a core of kids coming up within this program for Jamie Brandt that, that has a chance to be, you know, really good. Um and so you kind of take those incremental steps where you can get them and hopefully they can get one of them um tomorrow night. Tomorrow, right? Yes. These are Wednesday games, yeah. Yes, at Kennedy. Yep. So I have a feeling that's gonna be a really good game.
0: Well that'll wrap it up for the girls portion and we'll we'll talk about that again next week. We'll look back at these games and ahead of where teams stand uh in terms of uh the rest of the games, the ones that are still alive. Not much happening uh, on the boys' side here, Ryan, for this week. Uh, just one local team in action, uh, and that will be West Branch. Uh, what would that be? The Thursday. Thursday. Against Tipton. Um, Tipton beat Bellevue by 20. And uh, on the bottom half of that bracket is Northeast and Animosa, uh, We'll also play on Thursday with the winners playing, uh, looks like, Tuesday, week from today. So – Only one game there. Um, So, and I guess we'll touch on quickly. Uh, One team was supposed to play last night. Unfortunately, did not get to finish its season in Iowa City, Regina. I believe was supposed to be at Mid-Prairie last night. Is that correct?
1: They were at home against West Liberty uh, with the winner going to to Mid-Prairie. So now West Liberty will go uh, to Mid-Prairie. And, yeah, it's just, it's it's an unfortunate way to end it, obviously. Um, for them, and you, just you feel for those like a, kids and Coach They never
0: seem like they got a – they just never got – they had a couple pauses and just never really got – I feel bad for that program this year. Now everybody's gone through it, as you said. It just seemed like it may have hit Regina a little harder than some of the others.
1: Yeah, and, and it's tough, too, because I watched them play against West Branch last week, and there were stretches in that game where you were like, man, they they really are playing well. There were, I mean, just stretches in that game where you're like, and talking to both Coach Belger um, and then West Branch Coach Jason Kern after the game, you know, he was like, I watched film on them and, and you could see it. They had a late start with football. And, and then they, you know, he's like, but you could just see them getting better and better and better. Um, but it was like they just hadn't played enough together and hadn't played enough, you know, played with enough continuity to, to put it together against yeah. a team that good for a long time. But you, you really did. You've, I felt like they were close. Um, you know, in that game to put it all together. So, uh, and then just the idea that you—you know—they played on Saturday. You're planning. You're planning on playing on Monday, and then—and then that's how your—you know—your career, your season ends. It's—it's it's tough, and and unfortunately, that's kind of the situation that we're in this year. Where I just hope for not just for our area teams, that but for everybody, Rob. That there's as few of those as there can possibly be as we go throughout the postseason. Just because it's a real it's a real t- it's a real tough way for those kids to have to have their season come to an end
0: no question uh, no question at all about that it's it's a bummer and uh as you said hopefully there are, are a few of those uh overall um and uh would they have uh they would not have been in with west Branch, right the different uh
1: Dif- yes, different, different okay. district, different
0: substate. So, okay, now we're getting into districts and sub. So we're shifting to districts and substates. So, so district the- eight and substate four for class two A is West Branch against Tipton on Thursday night.
1: And I don't remember them doing this in the past, and and people can correct me. Maybe they have, but but the state association through Varsity Bound has done a, a thing this year where. They actually, with one click, it brings up the districts, that because two districts make up a substate, is how it works. The district Correct. seven, the district seven winner plays the district eight winner. But they've done a thing now on on Varsity Bound where it, it brings up one big bracket, and it's you know, the, the top state. of it is labeled. Yeah, the top of it's labeled. And it used to be, at least if I remember, I'm pretty sure you had to click on district seven, and then you knew that that winner would play district eight. But then you had to click on district eight. And now it's it's actually kind of nice because, you know, they should just call this sub-state whatever in, like they do in 4A for the sake of, you know, confusing people like me. Um, but it's nice because you can kind of see it as one big bracket uh, if that – if you're a visual rememberer, visual learner. Um, but, no, it, West Branch is, you know, the only team playing postseason games. They play Tipton. Um, and. Again, I, I mentioned this before, as a coach or as a, you know, what I do, you always have those things that, that stick just a little bit and you're like, okay, uh, the one thing that sticks to me about that is you, and they got Bellevue by 20, which, you know, not unexpected. Uh, Tipton's 8 and 13. They're not a bad team by any means. But if you're West Branch, you're kind of like, all right, you would have rather had maybe Bellevue travel a little bit and then avoid the team that's 15 minutes away that, that you all, that you know really well, that you play twice a year, that you're, a rival with it's it's just enough of a rivalry game that cedar county battle um that maybe you're a little bit nervous about that but um west branch should handle its business you would think um but you know this is they're they're also west Branch is 17 and 2 um and they're coming off a loss which is something obviously they haven't had to do very much this year um they lost to monticello uh, last friday and Montice- there's i mean monticello is you know one of the they won that went undefeated in that conference. And, you know, they're 3A this year, but they're highly ranked and unbeaten in 3A. So, um, but West Branch has, you know, had some time to get back together. And, and I think this is a good game for them because it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge um, the rest of the way for them, Rob. They, they get um, the Northeast Anamosa winner, which will be no, they've, they've beaten both those teams, but, but that would be no small task. And then whoever comes out of that, District 7 the top side of that bracket you have Beckman Catholic is 13 and 7 they play Jessup who's 12 and 10 and then North Fayette Valley is 18 and 4 and Wakan is 14 and 5 so there's four pretty good teams up there and you know I would guess it's a beckman Wakan match matchup and they they played during the regular season and Beckman beat them but uh that'll be a that'll be a battle uh, on the other side of that so that's the only thing really that gets rolling for boys um this Postseason this week, keep in mind, um, and I, I have it in front of me, but keep in mind, you know, we have five boys regular season games tonight, Solon, Clear Creek, City, West, and Li- or in Ken- or West Liberties at Kennedy. Those are all regular season games. And then Thursday, Liberty, West High, uh, Solon, City High all play regular season games again. And then Liberty boys have another regular season game scheduled for Friday at Keokuk. So, we still have some boys regular season stuff before we get into to postseason. But West Branch starts it off um, the postseason for boys in the area on Thursday, Rob, and then and that's why we did it kind of the way we did tonight. Um, we can get rolling with the boys. We'll, we'll try to pod early next week because they they get going. Those boys sub three A um, sub states really get going with quarterfinals on on Monday.
0: One last thing I want to hit on, Brian, before we get out of here is uh, West High and Liberty boys played, uh, I believe, on Saturday. A wild one. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, thought it was interesting for both schools to kind of match up. It's been an uneven season for both of them. And, uh, you know, both of those teams, along with City High, trying to get kind of in a rhythm here. You talked about the other regular season games that are going on this week. All these schools are trying to get in a little bit of a rhythm here heading into the postseason, and we hope that uh, hope that's the case. But I thought that was an interesting game.
1: Yeah, and so I saw Liberty in their first game back on Friday. That was a Saturday afternoon game. On Friday, they didn't have Kelby T. Lander in that game, and they, they lost to Sea Rapids washington um, in a really good game. They were up by nine at halftime. Um, and Wash is a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some really good young players. Um, that that made some big plays late, but one that kind of got away from Liberty, you know, they hadn't played in a couple weeks. And then they got wet. Like you said, that they, West got, West won that game 78 to 69 on Saturday. And that was the third game for West uh, coming back. They won at Jefferson, lost to Kennedy at home uh, on Thursday, and then won at Liberty on Saturday 78 69 and I wasn't there that was a wild one um Liberty was up 29 10 Rob after one quarter West scored outscored him 26 to 9 in the second quarter and then 22 to 12 in the third quarter and I saw on Twitter um it was a 27 0 run for West to end the second end the second quarter and start the third quarter I I don't know if that's I mean with something like that you you assume it's right but you never know, but yeah. So just, um, you know, I was at district wrestling and, and state swimming and stuff, but um, on Saturday, but a really, a while, I mean, you don't see very many games where somebody outscores a team by 19 in the first quarter um, and then comes back and the other team, you know, scores him by 17 in the second quarter. So a wild one, but Rob, I think this illustrates what you and I have talked about throughout the season with West is that late start for them, then, then, you know, shut down a couple of times, really weird schedule. And I wrote about this. I went and covered them on a Saturday morning. Their schedule was just at the start of the year or really the whole year, but it was just bizarre where they played city and they played at Linmar to start the year, lost, you know, those games by six points. And then by two points, then they played Burlington and Xavier to start out the, the post-holiday break, you know, on January 2nd and 5th, then had a break and didn't play again until the 29th, and then played Xavier in Burlington, <laughs> they Xavier in Burlington again. So I covered that second Burlington game, and when I'm talking to Coach Bergman and, their, and the players after that game, you know, they're, they're two and four or whatever, and four of their games have been, been against the same two teams. Well, you know, and it's just, it's just been a really weird season for them. Um, but you go back and look, they they lost to senior. Senior got them pretty good. And other than that, you know, a 12-point loss to a Kennedy team that's playing really well, um, a seven-point loss to Xavier, a one-point loss to Xavier, a two-point loss to Linmar, a six-point loss to City High. Um, and like I said, I know I said this once on the podcast, you flip a couple of those close games, it's kind of what I was talking about with the City Girls, where you felt like they were just kind of due to win one of those close games. You flip a couple of those, you feel a little bit different about them. But, Rob, we've said this all along, and and you've said it and I've said it. They're sitting here at entering this week, and like I said, they still have two regular season games left, but they're
0: four and six. They've got Wash tonight, and Liberty has Kennedy tonight, so it'll be interesting to see how those those, uh, play out.
1: They're four and six, Rob. And they go to I have it here somewhere. They go to a tumwa, um, for their postseason opener. And I thought I had that pulled up. I must have I must have closed out of it. But that's we said this all along, somebody's gonna get them in their postseason bracket and just be really disappointed. Because they're as that win over Liberty shows, they're really starting to play well. They go to Otoma, who's 13 and five. And then, you know, the winner of that goes to Kennedy. Um, so I, I'm not going to count them out. It'll be like you said, it'll be interesting to see what they do tonight against a, a Washington team. Um, I saw that like that I saw last week, that's a really solid wash team. I, I like them. Um, and then, I think they have. Do they have another one? Is that it for for West? West High um, has
0: one, uh, and
1: then at Western Dubuque. Astrid, at Western Dubuque, which is another very good team. So it'll be kind of interesting because I I think they're close to turning the corner, um, and they've got some guys. They're young, but Christian Barnes was you know had twenty one I think in that uh, win against Liberty. Pete Mo was really good again. He had twenty seven or twenty eight. So. I, It's just it's it's shaping up again. We'll, we'll talk next week. We'll see what they do against a talented Wash team and, and a very good Western Dubuque team. But there's, they sit four and six here on the sixteenth. Um, and again, Tom was a good team, and Kennedy's a good team. They they got no favors done to them in the in the postseason, which they're they're four and six, you know. But we sit they sit here today at four and six, Rob. We'll see what happens in those last two games. I still would be terrified to play them. You know what? If I'm a or Kennedy, um, I want nothing to do with them in the postseason because I, I, I think they're just going to continue to get better the more they play. I think they'll be better uh, tonight than they were last than they were Saturday. I think they'll be better on Thursday against Western Dubuque than they are tonight. And then you give them another week to practice going into that Atomo game. If they win that, like you just the 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 more the snowball starts going downhill with them and picking up steam, and the more they play, the better I get. I mean, these are guys. It's basically an all new roster that's played ten games together, you know. And so I just think the more they play, the better they're going to get, and the more dangerous they get.
0: And I'm sure that I'm sure the way you're uh, presenting that is the way they're looking at it. I mean, yeah, there's nothing they can do. They can't go back, right? And make make up the game, so they can just move right. forward here and kind of like the City High girls, you know. Right. Just, you can't. It, it's unfortunate that the season went the way it did. We missed all those games, but now's your chance. Right, so postseason is here, now's your chance to make a run. Right,
1: and, and everybody gets in, you know. And, I mean, it's not – not everybody has the same – some people have a tougher road, I guess, you know, more challenging opponents. But everybody gets in. You're going to get your chance. Um, and, like I said, if you can get to your best, if you can get to close to your best, I think West, again, fits in that. Now, they have – again, Kennedy's very good. Johnston, I think, is the one seed in that. I'm sure they're very good, you know. But if West can get close to its best when the postseason gets here, like I said, you know, Kennedy, I think that Kennedy game last week at West was 12 points, right? I mean, if they can get close to their best, can they go make that into a game in the fourth quarter that they have opportunities to win? I think so. Yeah. I I do. I mean, but, you know, like we said with the City High girls, you're going to have to get – to close to your best, which is, you know, not easy to do. But this time of year is fun, Rob. Um, it's it's – we can get into the matchups. It, that's the other thing, too, about this sport is basketball. Is a big part of it is matchups. Yep. You know, Kennedy is a tough matchup for people with their length and how do they match up. And, you know, as we get closer to regional finals, we can maybe talk more about some of that stuff. And it's a fun time of year. We have wrestling coming up. Like you said, we'll, we'll pot on that, but um, 21 your Prep Sports area qualifiers uh, from the area – or from – obviously from the area. So 21 wrestling qualifiers, and we get into that. But, you know, uh, 13 basketball teams still playing for a chance to go to state. So a lot going on.
0: Yes, and we're trying to highlight as best we can all of these – teams, and athletes on this Seven Nation podcast. But for more, way more in-depth coverage, please check out yourprepsports.com, not only for previews, but then coverage, then more previews, then more coverage. (laughs) It's an everyday thing at Your Prep Sports, even though we do these podcasts once or twice a week. You can always get that information uh, on yourprepsports.com. And as Ryan said, we will be back tomorrow. I always have to look at my phone now to see what freaking day it is. It, uh, <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> February 17th, we will be back uh, to preview the state wrestling tournament. We'll dedicate the pod to that, and we'll recap a little bit of swimming, too, from from state tomorrow yes. on that because we've run yeah. this one long enough here. And uh, <clears throat> we'll be back to talk to you again tomorrow on the Seven Nation podcast. Say goodbye, Ron. Bye.